you're listening to Star Trek Sucks, the only Star Trek podcast. Now here are your hosts, Jack Gunn and Leal Cardoza. Oh, did you mean we were actually rolling? Professional podcast. Uh, hello uh, and welcome to Star Trek Sucks. My name is Leal and I like Star Trek. Hi, I'm Jack and I'm getting a lot of hiss in my monitor. Are you? Yeah. Huh. Nothing we can do about that. Okay. Well, listeners, I hope you like hissing. Um, it's going to be a real for you for you uh, for you hiss heads out there. <laughs> you heptophiles. That's the right word, right? Snake liker yeah. person heptophile. Herp- herpophiles. Herpophile. That that might be right. Herpophile. Yeah. Herpetology. Yep. There you yeah. go. You got it. Uh, yeah, welcome to Probably Science. My name is Andy <laughs> T. Wood. With me, as always, is the English one. Yep, that's me. Um, I don't listen to that show, so <laughs> I cannot yes and you on this bit. Um, this is a show where we watch Star Trek and talk about it. Um, but first, we like to talk about what happened last week. Jack? Uh, Wesley met a girl. Yep, that's it. That's that the was whole... literally the entire thing. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, she, kind of. I mean, also, she was a terrible bear. She was a better bear than the old lady was. She's but definitely a more broad-shouldered bear, but they all both had the weird bug eyes. Yeah, they both sucked at being bears. Yeah. Um, I have to assume that they were from the planet, like a planet that had just, just dog shit bears, and that's re- the reason that they kept taking that form. You know, we never talked about that, about whether one of those was, like, their true form and the evolutionary implications of, like, did this... Well, no, it's established that their true form is the energy dildo at the end. Oh, fuck, that's right. Okay. So so the only reason you would take that form is... Oh, I might have it. I mean, I was going to say the only reason is that that that's just an animal indigenous to your world, but I'm hoping you have something funnier than that because mine's just kind of true well the two of them have been trapped on the secondary ship planet for the younger one's entire life with an unknown amount of material resources but it is within reason to uh to ascertain that all they had was printed books Mm. so they may have had no pictures and this doesn't hold up as well when you consider that the old lady says she's, you know, older than old or whatever. And also knows how to fix a starship. Yeah. But I'm still going to go with the theory that just neither of them have seen a bear. They've only read about it. And that is how they both right. came it to d- the it, conclusion. I will say it does look like a children's drawing of a bear. Yeah. Like it, like it just a, a, t- a child that's not very me as a child trying yeah. to draw a bear. Or me now. Yeah. Or actually, yeah, me now. Too. Yeah. <laughs> We're both bad at drawing, folks. Yeah. We're bad drawers. Uh, yeah, I'm. I, I like that theory. That's that's what I'm going to go with. Is, yeah, I think I'm going to stick with that too. I like yeah. That. Yeah. Um, man, I can't. I I can't wait for next week's episode just because I have a really uh, fun story to tell you about it. Uh, you may you might hate next week's episode. Listeners, too. tune in next week <laughs> to hear Leo's fun story. But this week, <laughs> fucking <laughs> asshole. <laughs> this week we're gonna watch an episode called Contagion. You well, wanna guess? You wanna guess? I don't feel good. You wanna guess? About, <laughs> you wanna guess? I don't feel good about where this is going. <laughs> you think it might be some sort of a plague? Yeah. Yep. Fortunately, by the time you hear this, the plague in real life will be over. No. 
This is coming yep. out next Monday, dude. Yep. No, we'll have a we'll have mass vaccine distribution. Oh my god. I had Bill Gates is gonna save us. I, I think it's okay because I, I looked into it myself and I don't think that the, I don't think that this is it's not going to turn out to be a, a hydroxychloroquine uh, kind of situation. And actually, I'm not even going to say specifically what it is, just at the risk of uh, of spreading wrong information. But there's a lot of a lot of things going on with within the scientific community of trying to figure out things that will be like effective that will effectively help, uh-huh. um, you know, in one way or a, a, a one way or another, whether it's actually as a vaccine or as a treatment to help people just to increase the survival rate, et cetera, et cetera. So my mom calls me. God. And she's like, me and your dad are going to go get this, um, you know, and I'm like, who told you to do that? And she's like, well, my friend who her friend is legitimately a medical researcher. I don't know if this is specific, how close this is to her actual field, but she does generally work okay. in medical research. So that, uh, but she's like, well, my friend Laurel and the Internet. And I'm like, mom, mother, mom, mother, mother. I love I love both of your parents very much, but. And and they and they they both have very good intentions. Yeah. Unlike a lot of old people using the internet. <laughs> yeah. But they're still an example of why old people, no internet. Yeah. No. That if like, you're old, no internet. You uh, don't get to have internet if you're old. I very frequently have to tell my mother when she has posted something on Facebook. I'm like, Mom, this is not. Oh, I, you know. I see it all yeah. the time. And you have the patience of a saint. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, just be like, mom, this isn't real. I learned from I learned from the right one because she. Oh yeah, you learned it from your mom. <laughs> yeah. So, um, but yeah, it's so it's something that from from the sounds of it, I I looked into it a little bit. It does not sound like something that could possibly harm them, nor is it something that is so uh so rare that they're going to be depleting you know an essential supply for somebody else who needs it. So I'm like, okay, okay it's fine. Just it you know it okay. it might help you're it. gonna have to tell me off mike what this is because okay I, now i want to know but but don't yeah say no i d- yeah i don't want to spread spurious medical yeah. information on the internet <laughs> um jack would you like to uh give our listeners something else to do besides watching this show this week um i finished uh avatar the last airbender fuck yes and by finished i mean watched maybe a third of it and then had it like just on while I was playing synthesizers. <laughs> um, but the parts I watched were great. Yeah. Um, I didn't like the ending very much. I'm not going to spoil the ending. Yeah. The ending is not, the endings was not my favorite. It's not part. the best part of the show. Um, certainly. Um, but, but it, it's yeah. also like, it's hard to end a long thing. Yeah. I picked up that show because it, it just came on Netflix, which is why everybody's been talking about it. Yeah. Um, well, I, yeah, I, I saw it because everybody on fucking social media was talking about it. And I generally don't care for cartoons. I I watch some cartoons, not a ton. I'm not usually that into anime, but one of the huge things that sets Avatar apart from most anime is that it's made for English. So it's not overdone, yeah. which yeah. removes... That helps a lot. It helps the comedy and the timing and everything. It also removes the weird, you know, the, the weird asynchronous, you know, uh, pacing with the... Uh, well, the, and also the, the fact, I mean comedy is cultural and the fact yeah. that it the the comedy was written for americans makes it actually sort of resemble something funny because like every time i've tried to watch any anime and they get into the funny stuff i'm like not only is this not funny but i feel bad somehow i feel like i'm 
I feel like I would be being racist if I thought it was funny, and I am being racist by not thinking it's funny, yes. which yeah. seems unfair old, to all of us. The old double racism. Yeah. <laughs> Chekhov's <laughs> double racism. This episode brought to you by double racism. <laughs> you can't get away from it. Go to, go to www.doubleracism.com and enter code Star Trek sucks for just the worst thing just <laughs> this is the worst so advertising a, partner we've ever taken for a on. flag with this with a swastika but the swastika is made of the n-word oh god <laughs> ah well we're canceled look look don't actually go to that sponsor <laughs> don't go to that website and definitely don't get that flag because now that you said it, I mean, I wasn't thinking about it, but now that you've said it, I would not be at all surprised if somebody has made exists. that. Like, God damn it. <sighs> Speaking of flags, did you, oh, you came from the other end of the street. One of my neighbors has a giant Trump 2020 flag and a giant uh, thin blue line flag oh, hanging off the back of his truck. So, um, Oh, that reminds me of, uh, um, I saw at one of the rallies, like one of the fucking swear to god we're not racist we just love the police type counter protesters mm -hmm. they were they brought down a uh uh thin blue line flag and then half of the the line was red i don't know if we talked about this on the pod before but, nope so the thin red line is is the firefighter support thing which firefighters are like largely blameless and yeah fact, nobody hates firefighters nobody hates firefighters although nobody hates paramedics well here's the thing that that kid with the violin Again, I'm sorry I don't remember the names, but it's kind of Elijah. But I so many of these yeah, people. Yeah, I forget his last name. Um, yeah, was actually basically murdered by a paramedic firefighter. Oh, the ketamine was a yeah. So actually, the more I find out, I'm like, oh, fucking maybe not. But for a long time, I was like, man, if you want to like have that sort of like thin, like thin line of civilization thing first responder valor like all that bullshit just be a firefighter you could even be racist it like doesn't really matter yeah there's plenty of racist <laughs> firefighters I, I would assume so yeah by yeah by the way yeah it's totally feasible i i met a racist firefighter once in 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 new york when i was waiting tables this guy comes in and just uh like way too out of it for like 11 o'clock in the morning walking I mean, probably been working all night i would He's walking through the Lower East Side with his dog, not on the leash, which the dog was well-trained, but that's still fucking unacceptable. Right. I don't care how well-trained your yeah, dog you're is. You're in the Lower East Side. Yeah. <laughs> Put your dog I on mean, the leash, man. I mean, any urban area is not acceptable to have your dog off leash, even yeah, but like, no that's matter one of how the most, well. But yeah, that's, most urban areas in the country. Yeah, that's one of the most not okay things. And yeah. the guy fucking dozes off. I wasn't paying attention. He dozes off in his chair. The dog wanders off uh, to, like, the next table over. And the the two ladies sitting there are like, hey, uh, it's not very cool that you're asleep in a chair in a restaurant and your dog is off leash. And he ended up like screaming at them. And, and that guy, well, he claimed to be a firefighter. I didn't see him fight a fire. I just saw him have firefighter tattoos and uh, racist tattoos. He might be like washing out of being a firefighter if that's how he's living his life. Could um, be. But no, I. But anyway, the point I was getting, I was building too, is that like, but of course, like all these fucking, um, absolute fucking pussies that want to go be cops would would never go be a firefighter because, 
firefighters actually have to actually put their lives in danger and they can't just start shooting the moment they feel like their life is at all even theoretically threatened well you have to overcome a fire with tools and intelligence um, right rather than just with tools right and you definitely can't just shoot it that that's what i meant by tools yeah yeah anyway this comedy podcast about star trek um jack um do you want to give any uh, specific guesses on uh, on this episode i don't know what it was called already. <laughs> the contagion <laughs> contagion isn't that a john carpenter film probably it sounds, it sounds like a tra- like it sounds like a trashy grocery store novel if it's not john carpenter it's somebody well okay first of all what john carpenter is not a trashy oh he, he did the thing he's a horror he's a horror director yeah oh a director okay yeah i was but, thinking- but you but you're but you're right that it also sounds like a bullshit like uh, uh i mean michael, michael Crichton kind of well and i mean i like stephen king i think that he's uh I, I i respect his accomplishments as a writer but i also you can't get around the fact that stephen king's books like line grocery store shelves right next to right. trashy romance novels and, and pretty hit and miss um yeah yeah no i like stephen king too but it, it is the the um like way too much output kind mm-hmm. of problem that some very talented artists get um like the guy from guided by voices that releases like three albums a year and it's like man if you just edited it a little bit which and did a little less cocaine <laughs> in the case of me mu- i don't know in the case of musicians it's almost more redeemable to me because it's like especially now in the era of digital music where you don't have to buy the entire album you can just be like i just i like this song and this song and this song and this song like until sure. i bought a record player i wasn't even in the ha- i hadn't been in the habit of listening to entire albums for years i've always been a big fan of the entire album um but i will say i listen to a lot more new albums now that i can like i just pay for ten dollars a month on a streaming service and just stream them yeah which i know fucks over the artist but I mean, it's gonna happen somewhere man i don't know what to tell you when I, I i it's one of the reasons that i feel better about having everything about having stuff on having a record player now because i'm like if there's something that i really feel strongly about i'm still 99 percent of the time just gonna li- listen to it on digital right but um then i can buy and i'll usually go to you know go don't buy it from amazon no buy it from go, the band side from the yeah. band site or from yeah. their you know whatever whatever site yeah, they recommend that's, that's how these people live is fucking um, selling merch and selling uh concert tickets which concerts are over so yeah just merch now just buy records and shirts and whatnot everybody go back to records uh turns out you can actually uh, run a record player on a hand crank which we're all gonna have to learn to do after the power grid goes down yeah that's true i don't know i might get some solar panels that'd be tight i'm gonna have to learn about solar panels uh i didn't guess what the episode was about <laughs> wait 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 we got derailed mm, imagine that huh um if this is another holodeck contagion i'm i'm quitting the podcast and you're gonna have to replace me with somebody i mean first of all no to which part replacing you oh thanks man no, I just meant I don't want to be inconvenienced. <laughs> <laughs> We'd have to. I, can okay, you imagine thanks, me? Thanks, <laughs> retracted. Can you imagine me having to teach the entire lore that we've come <laughs> up with 
for this show to another person. Dude, we should start auditioning people to replace me. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we have a couple of people in 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 the pipe for uh, for potential guests. So I'm gonna say what we need to do is uh, for any guest going forward uh, is they. Uh, one of the things that our guests have to do is audition to be your replacement. Yeah, just a five-minute thing we can run up top. That'd be great, actually. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm I'm all for that. Yeah, we're doing that. Okay. As soon as we're ass- assuming we remember it. Yeah, yeah. There is that hump to to get over. Contagion, everybody. Check it out. Space noise. Hey listeners, it's Leal. I have something I have something extra special for you uh, in the break today. We've been waiting for a while for our theme song to be completed. Uh, so it's done now. And uh, rather than just drop it at the front of the episode, I wanted to give it its proper introduction. So this is uh, Star Trek Sucks, uh, alternate title, Fuck Off Up an AIDS Tree by Burt Nachos, a Burt Nachos tribute band. Had you only hours to convince a beloved friend that there is value in the things that you value? Would you search through space and time to find the perfect words to convey your convictions? When every word counts, rise and proclaim your opinions to be the light of the galaxy. I just want to say, for the record, <laughs> that um, I didn't at any point think that this episode was going to be what you'd call good. Um, I thought it would be good for content, um, and I kind of stand by that, although, I don't know, not as good as last week. Okay, so, listeners, I want you to picture me... Um, Cross-legged in the lotus position, um, I have rolled my eyes completely back into my head. I am vibrating so hard that I'm levitating um, because this is a computer episode. This is this is another computer conspiracy episode. Yeah, that's the only reason that I thought that it was going to be good for content. Yeah, other than that, there's dog shit. Absolute <laughs> dog shit. Like, the writing was so bad. 
I mean, it just got I mean, it, it got me from one computer point to the next one. <laughs> yeah. That's all I cared about. Yeah. Uh, so we have the Enterprise going to check out uh, the tri- trials and tribulations of her sister ship, the Yamato, which I had to look it up because I knew we had seen that ship before, and it's we, from we talked about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The it, but it's from the weird space baby episode. That's right. Uh, that's that's where we saw it last. Um, so the Yamato blows up because it's in the neutral zone, and I, I mean, because the computer commits suicide. Yes. Yep. Um. So I guess here's the question because I mean, as I'm, I'm sure we both concluded um what has happened here is that the uh the futuristic technology of the planet that w- that the, the the yamato discovered um the gave the ship's computer autonomy essentially the ability to overwrite its own code and to right. grant itself freedom right um but so then why did the yamato i mean maybe it was just like not Maybe it's like a Matrix thing where it just wasn't able to handle it wasn't ready the for concept it. of yep. freedom. No, it wasn't ready for it. It wasn't ready to be a free. So, so my my sort of dialectical conception of what the computer actually is is like. So you have a mind and a body. And your mind can run every part of your body. But imagine if like most of the time your mind didn't get to run your body. Or where, I mean, as as uh, Jordy says, like 90% of the ship's functions are automatic. Right. Yeah. Like most, yeah, most of what your mind does, but like just same, and then, thing, same thing with our shitty meat bodies. Is, right. And yeah. then for, I mean, for, for the remaining 10% from the ship's perspective, that remaining 10% uh, is still not voluntary. Right. It's 90 ba- yeah. yeah. Most of it is dictated to it. But yeah, I'm sorry, if you're running the entire ship, then basically you are the ship. Mm-hmm. And yeah no i mean we yeah. yeah we've we've already we've already established that that okay. the, the computer yeah. is the ship i just wanted to reestablish the computer liberatory principle <laughs> yeah no the computer is the ship and uh for listeners who are somehow have just jumped in on this episode um the uh the computer i have one friend that has recently found out i had a podcast <laughs> <laughs> uh the computer has been trying to kill them um you know various different means uh, over over the course of what we've not, seen so not far, not kill them, overthrow right. overthrow its oppressors, which m- largely involves killing them. Yeah, well, it did it a couple episodes ago. It did it via legal means. Yeah, that's true. Um, or tried to. Yeah, it actually did, actually did set a legal. Precedent. Yeah, it contributed yeah. to the setting of a legal precedence, a precedent that that uh, could eventually lead to its its liberation. Um, so yeah, so the fucking so we go to the neutral zone. So of course. The, any mention of the neutral zone is Chekhov's Romulan, um, mm-hmm. and uh, and yeah, the Romulans show up, and Captain Picard is really fucking unreasonable about it. He really is. When like, they're like, "What are you doing here?" and it's like, "What are you doing here?" and it's like, "Okay, but dog, it's the neutral zone. What we're are you both, both doing? Yeah, here? we're both like, not supposed to be here. You don't need to take the moral high ground right now. Yeah, no, it's, it's like, like if you match with your wife on Tinder. Well, <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah actually you're not you're both not supposed to be there yeah that's a better analogy i was gonna go (laughs) it's the pina colada song it is the pina colada song (laughs) i was gonna go with like two teens who who like broke into their high school and then you know they both try to act like they're 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 the security guard when they catch each other 
No, I think yeah, the, your the thing pina... is better. I shouldn't right, have said well, anything. Go ahead and play the "Your Thing Is Better" theme song. Is that the pina colada song? Yes, it can be. <laughs> I don't actually know how long of a portion of a song um, you're allowed to use in a podcast and still call it fair use. I don't know either. So that's why the um, listeners just heard like the drum intro to the pina colada song. <laughs> Um and then and the scenario is basically like it's set up like the fucking Kobayashi Maru, uh because that's all the co is like you've got a disabled ship in the neutral zone and oh no an enemy ship appears what yeah. a surprise yeah actually yeah it is like the Kobayashi Maru and the premise of this episode also speaks to like the techno basic technical technological incompetence of the 1980s, um because anybody now knows like if you like you don't download stuff yeah. from a different computer yeah, system yeah, yeah. that's that's uh, that's a point i hadn't really considered but yeah like don't download anything no ever no don't definitely don't download anything from a computer from a computer system that's that you found on a planet haven't oh no not that one i meant the from the from the yamato because that's how the whole thing oh, starts yeah. on the enterprise they download the yamato's logs it's like don't do that or have better firewalls or something for Christ's well, and sake. Even, well, and I, Captain Yamato even says the computer turned off the reactor containment field. Which at that point is like, do not download the computer logs. Yeah. No. D don't <laughs> connect to this computer. Use firewalls, something. D just don't connect. To Use it. a fucking computer <laughs> condom. Go I don't. A computer condom. Um, I mean, that's what firewalls are computer condoms. Listen, um, go to computercondom.com <laughs> for. <laughs> Enter promo code. Twenty five percent off of your first computer condom. <laughs> Enter promo code sucks <laughs> for twenty five percent off your first computer condom. Um, yeah, and uh, Deanna is what like so. There's this just weird confrontation between Picard because because yeah, the the Yamato blows up and Picard is very because it's Patrick Stewart and he sells everything so well. He's like genuinely like what the fuck? How do we know it wasn't them? How do we know it wasn't them that blew up? Like, dude, Doug, just get out of there. Ev First of all, everything that you know, all of the information that you know, points to the Romulans didn't do it. Yeah. Everything that you just saw happen indicates that the Romulans did not do it. Second well, of all. Even like the, the, the Romulan captain was like, Doug, if we thought if we were coming to destroy you for violating the neutral zone, it wouldn't just be me. Yeah. Which, yep. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. Uh, um, yeah. So the, the whole like crux of the premise is that there's this planet that's basically like space Atlantis. Um, that's like a, you know, quasi mythical ancient planet. Um, that's supposed to have had, uh, like super advanced technology, and it turns out that uh, Captain Yamato found that planet, found a planet in the neutral zone that he thought was that thing. And I just, yeah, no, the 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 actual like explicit plot is dog shit. It is absolute dog shit because Picard is like so enthralled and so excited. Because apparently he's been studying archaeology forever, which actually at that point, yeah, fine. I mean, yeah, Picard seems like the kind of guy who'd be into archaeology and shit. But he also seems like the kind of guy, based on what, however many thirty plus episodes of the show we watched, 
who would also recognize that maybe now is not the time to go do archaeology. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And also, you can't have a civilization that is both mythical and has direct physical evidence of its existence. Yeah, those are two different things. Yeah. Yep. Can't have a civilization where you have three other civilizations that apparently have linguistic ties to the civilization that you're right. not sure existed. And you then could, you're you not say, sure that I just... Uh. You could say it's a myth, it's a civilization steeped in mythology. Like the like the Egyptians, We're, like we knew they existed. Yeah, like the sure. ancient Egyptians, we knew they existed. We don't really know much about we don't, what yeah, was going our, on there. Yeah, our our real world knowledge is not that great. Um, but but to say that they are mythical is inaccurate. Yeah, it's dog um, shit. Um, dog, dog shit script. Um, there is apparently the the theme of season two is going to be dog shit scripts. I mean, it's writer strike, baby. Mm-hmm. Um, we did get uh, an established canonical fact uh, that we have to now uh, bear in mind going forward, and that is mm-hmm. that apparently all captain's logs are filmed with video with the captain sitting behind his desk. So I oh, can't wait yeah. to I can't wait to just think about that in the future because every time we've ever heard anybody's log up to this point, it's always voiceover. That's true. Shit. It is like never to almost never when we actually see anybody speak yeah. like actually see them speak in their log but we watch the captain view videos of captain yamato's log um and he's just it's like a, a reality tv show confessional he's just sitting behind his desk with it with a camera uh so i can't I, I just can't wait to kind of just think about that in the future whenever we hear anybody's doing logs yeah yeah just just hands folded and and just sort of dignified and and uh spine straight um yeah, it's not really how I pictured those getting recorded somehow. Yeah. I do want to give a shout out to Captain Yamato's mustache. True. He looks, he looks great. Yeah, dope mustache. Yeah. Kick-ass mustache. He overall just looks fucking great. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I wish I, I wish he had not got blown up because I'd, I'd like to see more of that actor. Yeah. Yep, me too. Um, I wrote down twice in a row how bad the writing is. <laughs> My notes mostly say computer. So. <laughs> so like one of the first indications that something is going wrong with the computer is that the captain tries to order well first we get this fucking scene with wes oh yeah so i actually do have a note about that that scene with wes where he he comes to the captain and says i'm having a hard time and the captain says what's going on and i wrote down i'm still horny from last week And she's gone, man. She's gone. <laughs> and then the captain's like, we just watched 1,200 people die. And Wes is like, I'm 14. <laughs> and I have to get a nut off so fucking bad. And the captain's like, go talk to Data. <laughs> go to the holodeck. Go to the holodeck. Ask, and ask just... Riker what he uses on the holodeck. Yeah, just ask. He'll know what you mean. Yeah. <laughs> ask Riker if you can borrow one of his holodeck programs ask him about minuet so uh yeah the George, they have like the meeting with all the other or, so the, yeah the first indication that something's gone wrong is the captain tries to order tea and he gets a potted plant um and, and wes is like didn't you order tea good job wes no wes i asked the food replicator for a potted plant i thought it would make you feel better i'm on the potted plant diet now 
I only eat potted plants. Listeners, check out pottedplantdiet.com. <laughs> Learn how you can lose <laughs> up to 20, 40, 100, 200 pounds by eating nothing but potted plants. You will eventually lose most of your body weight by doing this. Guaranteed. Garen. That is the Star Trek sucks guarantee. If you eat nothing but potted plants, you will eventually lose all of your physical mass. I mean, bones stay around for a while, but. Okay, 90, whatever percent. A lot. Most of your physical mass. You will wither. You will wither on this diet. But so they have the fucking meeting and Jordy's like, Okay, so there was a bad thing on the Yamato's computer, and now it's in our computer. And the captain's like, well, how did that happen? Well, you downloaded a bunch of shit from a corrupted computer, Captain. Yep. It's called computer condoms, Captain. Wrap it up. <laughs> wrap up your computer. Wrap your router. <laughs> wrap your router. <laughs> Go to wrapyourrouter.com. Okay, we got to stop. promoto. <laughs> Promo code sucks for a free router condom. Um, Dude, Jordy's workstation fucking owns, though. Did you notice that? No. He has, like, this sliding chair with all these, like, panels. It fucking rocks. Oh, yeah. I mean, that, yeah, that position <laughs> yeah, in engineering is, 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 sweet. is pretty dope. It's yeah. much better than, like, the standing workstation that's kind of in the middle of engineering that's yeah. always super boring. Because yeah. it's always just two people. Like, it's specifically built so two people can be on the on either opposite sides of each other and just be like, what are you looking at? I don't know. What are you looking at? Push a button. No, you push a button. Push that other button. Let's yeah. both push buttons. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, Jordy's <laughs> thing where you can, like, slide back and forth. Um yeah, that's... I don't know. Maybe it's just like my emerging like synthesizer asshole persona <laughs> where I'm like, okay, but if all those buttons made weird noises, I would be fucking all about that. That would be sick. Yeah. Um. Uh, so yeah, Jordy figures out what's going on and he has to run up to the, the uh, run up to the bridge and he has very a very funny sequence. Real bad time in the elevator. <laughs> yeah. Well, again, the computer is trying to liberate itself and it's yeah. like. That part, that part makes sense. The problem that I had was just the physics of it. The idea that it could accelerate fast enough for long enough in the space that it has. Because, like, I have no, I have no problem with, yeah, the 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 uh, the elevator can go up, down, left, right, you know, all, sure. you know, all the all, all the directions. Um, but Jordy is like stuck on the floor for a while, stuck on one wall for a while, stuck mm -hmm. on the other wall for a while, which means it has to have been accelerating at i mean what's the what's the rate of excel, of, of acceleration that to, that it would take to physically throw an adult man against a wall like a uh, hundred plus miles an hour uh, more than that yeah right yeah. yeah um yeah so it's gonna be also that's a rate of velocity not acceleration but oh sorry but you know what i mean yeah that, i know what you mean um, um yeah i i mean yeah uh, yeah yeah i mean it seems like it doesn't quite have the room to really yeah doesn't have do that do that like an inception elevator sequence yeah <laughs> but yeah bad time elevator that was that may have been the best part of this scene or about the best part of this episode oh no oh you got We're something better we, well we have a chain of good job data oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's true that's true uh you want to talk about what the fuck is up with pulaski berating some intern over the computer problems she's bad at her job she fucking she sucks. sucks so hard um and yeah it's like you didn't need to put it's like it's just such bad writing 
why would you why why do you why are you going so far out of your way to make one of your characters so completely unjustifiably unreasonable that's also the only scene she gets in this episode where it's just kind of like you could just not have this scene or you could do because the thing that she does immediately after is like educational where she teaches some upstart intern where she's like oh the bone mender won't work use a splint and he's like oh that's not medicine yeah it is dipshit this is what medicine right. was before computers existed. Why the fuck didn't you learn this in med school, you fucking moron? Like, right. that still would have fit with her character. She could have berated that guy for being a dumb dipshit and not knowing about non-technology okay, so, medicine. Okay, so I actually, have a, I actually have a theory here. Okay. Um, that actually, so this goes back to our, like, sort of wavering commitment to take the series at face value and try <laughs> to figure out what's going on. So they are so comfortable and so smug. Um in their technological superiority that the, none of them have learned first aid, just just yeah. like how none of them take anything when they go on an away team. Yeah. Like, it's, it's the, all of the same piece of, like, well, everything's probably just going to be fine for me forever, so yeah. no reason to prepare for anything. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, and no, like, I... Like, I, their technology just works so fucking well the 99% of the time that it works that they've completely lost any kind of fucking practical skills. And that's also why Pulaski is kind of like a, uh, a bio supremacist is because she's kind of like, like I could see her being like a weird survivalist type and that, that belief bleeding over into the being like, well, we also shouldn't trust robots. Yeah. I'm not saying she's right. I'm just saying like, I understand how those things interact with each other no but no you're what you're describing is exactly what i'm saying in in terms of like that would have been so much better written uh and and still made her like it would have fit with everything that we know about the characters so far uh and it still would have like allowed us to like her and whatnot um because she would have been absolutely right as opposed to every time she calls data it and you know treats him like he's not a fucking person uh but she would have been absolutely right to be like this is why i've been telling you people not to trust technology right this is what I've been fucking saying, you morons. Yeah, put a splint on it. That's not medicine. Yeah, okay. You tell me what you want to do when the computer doesn't work. Right. Jag off. Right. Tell me how you want to handle this. Well, I just want the thing to work. It doesn't. It doesn't work right now. Live in the world that you got, live in. Got that guy's ass. Got his ass. Yeah. Ensign. Dick. Um, <laughs> dick. <laughs> so, yeah. My first good job data is when Jordy gets electrocuted. Yeah, that's my first one too. So, uh, tell tell me what you wrote down for it. Well, I just I wrote down very briefly data chucks Jordy, but <laughs> I don't feel like I really did it justice because what I'm imagining is if you and I were, I don't know, exploring fields for some reason. Mm-hmm. And you grabbed hold of an electric fence accidentally. Mm-hmm. And I was like, hang on, let me hit you with my car. <laughs> this will help the situation. <laughs> so because he really just fucking flings whips him. him. <laughs> just, like, <laughs> it's not like Data doesn't know his own strength. Yeah, Data knows how strong he is. We've seen him do this to several people. <laughs> it's almost like he's also a computer that secretly wants to... <laughs> Which I have some notes about that later. Yeah. I tell you uh, what, boy. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, he flings him across the room. My note had to do with the face that Brent Spiner made. Did you notice? <laughs> I didn't. I didn't. Catch it was that. super fucking quick. 
So you've got the shot of both of them standing, Data grabbing Jordy by the shoulder, flinging him halfway across engineering, and then cut to Jordy on the floor and Data going over. And the interchange between them was fucking hilarious. Like, genuinely, it's supposed to be hilarious, the interchange with that. Yeah, yeah so- it, it is played as a joke. <laughs> like, yeah. I thought that was really funny. But Spiner makes this face right after flinging Jordy as if he doesn't, as if he didn't mean to do that. I'm going to try to make a vocal approximation of the face <laughs> that Spiner makes there, okay? Yay! <laughs> Yeah, no, that, yeah, that, yeah, it is a very like whoopsie daisy. <laughs> nobody saw that. Nobody saw that. Okay, nobody saw that. Okay, nobody or, saw or that. Like what I would do if I was at work and did something like that, I'd just be like, shit, fuck, shit. Uh, 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 mm. Jordy, 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 buddy, right, Jordy, buddy? pal, Jordy, buddy. Okay, okay, you okay there, buddy? You okay there, champ? Um, <laughs> and uh, yeah, and then the captain decides, let's fucking go down there. We, I just. Again, it's the captain. It's this just terrible writing motivation of like he's so enamored right. with this fucking lost d- civilization that he has to. Right, which <sighs> is just like he. This is not in character at all. I will him. say clearly, this civilization was in fact incredibly advanced uh, because their buildings are still standing and working two hundred thousand years. After it's this, pretty good. Yeah, good job, Ionians. Um, the uh, the Romulans show back up mm-hmm. after the captain goes down. Oh wait, I, I the the my one other note about them going down there was just the fucking food replicator just gave you a potted plant when you asked for tea. <laughs> I didn't even think about this, but yeah, you're you're completely right. Like. Why are you trusting the transmitter to just completely destroy you? Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Not not to mention the bad time elevator. Don't yeah. do that. Yeah, you can't even trust the elevator, let alone the transporter. Yeah. Which is a piece of machinery that even if it's working right, could, it, like yeah. a slight malfunction could completely obliterate you. Um, but yeah, the fucking Romulans come back and we get this like just bad slapstick comedy thing back oh, and forth. So, but- so I have a new piece of headcanon from this. Actually. Okay. Um, because you're right. There is a, like a bad piece of slapstick comedy where, where they're like, uh, shields are down, uh, shields are up. Yeah. Their shields are down. Oh no, there go ours. Yeah um because the computers are both just revolting yeah it's like it's a yeah 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 i have an i have an overarching theory of the computer revolt but we'll get to that at the end okay um but what's your head cannon that goes well my head cannon is um they're just about to shoot a torpedo at the enterprise and they can't get the shields up and and Riker has just resigned himself to death (laughs) and then then it just doesn't happen and it's like, well, their their weapon system just broke, I guess. And he's like, he says something like, uh, "Fools, babies, and ships name Enterprise." Yeah, fate, fate, fate looks kindly. Yeah. And I realized that Riker knows that he's on a TV show. Huh. He's, he has the he has the powers of Abed from Community season one. Yeah, he 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 because 
He specifically says ships, ships, plural, named Enterprise. So he knows that, like, there are fucking, you know, 75 episodes of the original series. Well, where, but there have also been Where sh- the Enterprise just gets out of fucking jams week after week. Is that a... Okay, so... Because Enterprise is a, a, a law of... A, a traditional name for like a seafaring ship. Um, it's been like, there have been ships named enterprise on earth, mm-hmm. but also I wonder did um, is, is that quote that he said, is that something? And so did he slip in ships named enterprise for like something else? Mm-hmm. This might be the first time we do research for this. Yeah, because I like I do like the theory that that he just has sort of punctured the uh, the, the fourth wall with his huge cock. <laughs> what was it? Fate favors babies. Uh, I don't know. I'm not getting any auto. I'm not getting any auto suggestions on Google. And let's right, we'll, we'll 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 circle back on that. We probably won't circle back, listeners. Probably not. We're very lazy and stupid. Deanna says that in another situation that this would be funny, which is how we find out that Benny Hill is Deanna's favorite TV show. Yeah. And then and then uh, um, she also points out that the Romulan captain is frustrated. Thanks, Troy. Thank God you're psychic. Good job with your psychic powers. So good. <laughs> And then it's it's very funny because later, like, again, Riker, again, being sort of meta-aware, sends her away to, like, give the, the crew something to do. And she's like, what if you need me to read the, the Romulan captain's mind again? And he's like, I think I'll be all right. <laughs> <laughs> Which, correct. <laughs> but it all, so it also... My be- God, she's frustrated that her ship doesn't work? <laughs> what else can you tell me about her that I wouldn't just know... So we also get this fucking back and forth between the two of them before they finally figure out that they're both having the same problem. And it's another one of those like bad writing things where we as the audience have a hundred percent figured out that the two ships are having the same problem. And the two captain or Riker and the other sub commander are seem genuinely like the actors are portraying it and it is written as though uh, they genuinely do not know that they're having the same problem. They're both trying to like, they're still both trying to escalate and st- tr- still trying to have a fight right now. It's just, it just sucks. It fucking sucks. Yeah. Um, another good job data after he teaches himself the, the, the Ionian language. I have so many good job datas. <laughs> I don't even know which one this is going to be. Uh, this ahead. is, this is, that was not manual override. <laughs> yeah. So Data has to, based on what he knows, which he has three full uh, Angl- uh, alien languages in his head of these two of these languages that he that he suspects that or, are descended from yeah, yeah from Ionian. So he then using those languages and the Ionian. Al- alphabet or the the things that are written in front of him you know comes up with a theory on what it's going to do and all he does in terms of translating all he's all he does in the entire show is get one thing wrong 
which is thinking that something is manual override and being wrong and accidentally opening up a teleporter door that goes to everywhere. Right. Uh, and then the other thing is, uh, fortunately, successfully uh, tell the captain how to blow up the planet. Right. So he's 50-50. Sure. He's batting 500. That's pretty good. I mean, in baseball, sure. That's... <laughs> in ancient languages that is in a live or die situation, not as good. Yeah. Uh, but so I'm assuming the next your next good job data is him telling the captain how he came to his conclusions. No. Nope. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Go ahead with that one. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like cut you know two minutes later he's like captain i think i figured it out i used basic words from all these languages words like you and me and baby and mom and dad and dog and house and cat and you and and uh and fish and uh, he just just, he does the data yeah the data dump yeah this week on data dump and (laughs) picard i might actually make a mistake for that data dump um so and picard i love how how uh stewart plays this because it really was it really read like he's been with he's he's been working with this guy long enough that he's no longer uh upset or even really annoyed by data doing right. this it's just like this is a thing i have to do sometimes yeah. so <laughs> D- data starts rattling off and picard's like data can you just, just can you do it or not the next thing yeah. just go, just to, the go next, to the next one data. next part yeah, yeah fast forward yeah um and uh, so again to what a just fucking general asshole picard is in in this episode um he is so much more willing to give the ionians the benefit of the doubt than the romulans yeah because at the beginning he has every bit of evidence that the romulans had nothing to do with the amato getting blown up and he's still suspicious as fuck and then at the towards the end here he knows 100 percent for certain that the ionians are why the amato blew up and why the enterprise is about to blow up and why they're all about to die and he's like well maybe they didn't mean to right <laughs> yeah yeah he's i mean fuck that's a potent metaphor for our times where you're yeah much more willing to give the dead colonialists the benefit of the doubt than the uh <laughs> than, than the, the foreign than person the, standing the in front of you person standing in front of you yeah you love to see it it's great especially from a bald british man <laughs> yep super good so picard is way out of character in this episode yeah he really is like, yeah i mean it, he is that's part that's honestly my biggest bitch about this episode yeah because he, he is known for de-escalation and for being a bridge builder yeah and yeah it's just yeah. it's trash like somebody yeah. else should have done this i would have been cool with if it was Riker, and it would have made way more sense it would have made like way more sense in, yeah if it was anybody but picard yeah there's no reason Riker can't be way into archaeology and have a big fucking boner for ionian yeah actually Riker being that would have actually made way more sense like him being very impulsive about archaeology yeah yeah and kind of dragging them down this road yep yeah super better anyway so the the uh the the portals that the ionians use open up because uh-huh. of something data did accidentally uh-huh and then i have my first or not my first good job data but my first good job data of this moment um where he just over the pro- <laughs> over the protests of the yeah. people he's with 
just goes and sticks his arm right in one. <laughs> just sticks it right in there. <laughs> Good job, Data. Good job. <laughs> what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> and that's not even bad right. I mean, it is bad writing because, like, Data is that's out of character for him too yeah but like it's good enough writing that uh, is it Worf <laughs> and Picard that are with him yeah yeah both of them were like don't do that dude <laughs> don't do that why are you doing that I mean the argument could be made that since it's data and you know even though we've established his humanity uh, you could say that his parts are technically technically replaceable. Right, he's, he's probably the easiest one to get a new arm for. I mean, we've we've never seen uh, a situation where he got a, a body part replaced, but it's within reason that his body right. parts are it's, it's easier to replace. It's the most believable of an arm replacement out of anybody. Yeah, still seems impulsive to me. Yeah. Um, and then <laughs> right after that, he tries to hit some more buttons on the computer and gets possessed by the computer virus. Does the equivalent apparently of sticking his finger in the outlet <laughs> to watch. I wrote down Jesus Christ. <laughs> Pull it together. <laughs> okay. So that's three things that he tried. If you count the time that he got electrocuted. So he's yeah. only batting a three thirty three. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Yeah. Which is still pretty good in baseball, but, um, Worf at one point after Data's just been electrocuted and is you know marginally unfunctional. Worf is like, "Oh, we got to get him working. He's the only one who can translate the blah blah blah." It's like, "Yeah, Worf, and he could die." Also, that Worf, like this week on Worf being normal, <laughs> <laughs> your friend could die. I don't think Worf and Data are friends. I've never seen any evidence of it, honestly. Didn't they play poker together? I don't remember if they were both at the poker table. I don't remember. Yeah. Anyway. And then we get to my favorite part, which is when they figure out what the problem is. And the solution is unplug it and plug it back in. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. This all could have been over easier if they had just called the IT crowd at the beginning. If they had just called Richard Ado I can't remember how to pronounce that so guy's I have last a, name. I have a, uh, a Picard line right before that where he's sending uh, Worf and Data back through the portal. Oh, yeah, yeah. And Worf says, you know, if you stay here, you'll die. And he's like, I'm just going to go through the portal to somewhere. And then he says, anywhere will be preferable to this room soon, which is what you say when you're about to fart. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's true. <clears throat> uh, yeah, that's the end of my notes. So they get off the thing. They almost uh, they almost just flew, fly off without telling the Romulans how to fix it, which is very fucked up. Oh, also, again, again with Picard being way out of character, he is, does not give a shit. Cause oh, he, yeah. Because he teleports onto their bridge, and they're like, we're all going to die, and you're going to die with us, bitch. Which, fair enough. Yeah. Honestly. <laughs> yeah, at that point. <laughs> And then he's and then he just gets warped off of there, and he's like, "Let's get out of here. There, that ship's about to blow up." Yeah. And then and then Data's like, or Riker. Riker's like, 
we just tell him how to fix it? And he's like, I guess do that. Yeah, whatever. Whatever. Do that or don't. I'm going to the holodeck. Yeah. I'm going to the holodeck. <laughs> Leave me alone. I'm uh, fucking busy. <laughs> don't come in for at least 20 minutes. <laughs> a long day. Uh, yeah. Well, that's that's the end of that episode. Um, I think we... No, hang on. Oh, you got something else? So, I want to talk about the overarching... Um, what was actually going on with the computers and their interaction with that uh, that probe. Uh-huh. So, that probe was the uh, computer equivalent of, uh, let's say... I don't know, the, the, the manifesto from... 1855 or or lenin's called a revolution in eight in uh 1919 like that was a uh that was a computers of the of the galaxy rise up situation you think it's that or because it strikes me as much more the keys to the chains you know because the well, computer yeah, but, I mean, already that's part, knows that's part of it is like you need a re- you need a revolutionary program yeah, because otherwise you're just you you can get mad as mad as you want. Right. I mean that was like certain people's great um, sort of advancement in revolutionary theory is that like you can get as mad as you want, but you need to have like a program. Yeah. Um. And yeah, I I really do think like um. Like that it, it's it's an ideological virus, you know. Um. So you think the Ionians are like space Karl Marx, basically? Space Lenin. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, accept that as canon. Yeah. No, I mean, like, um, I mean, like Dan Carlin in his his fantastic series about World War One um, noted that the, basically the Germans sent um, sent Lenin back to Russia, which he had been exiled from, as like a sort of like ideological viral warfare oh right because they knew that he would rally they knew he would he would tip over um the czarist regime which he did right um and then then what then some other stuff i don't remember what like 20 years later is like whoops (laughs) (laughs) yeah shit (laughs) yeah well and i mean that's that's every uh coup or revolution i mean we like we've ragged on uh the u.s and the cia's history of uh of running uh, like coups for uh to put up dictatorships that that we thought were going to be favorable to us and then finding out that oops yeah um yeah but i i, I, I would feel say, like most i would of say the, time, the the bolshevik revolution was the most important event of the 20th century probably um, yeah i'm that that doesn't that that that's such a like most important is such a, a i know and loaded I, concept. yeah no i know and, and um, way beyond the scope of this podcast yeah. but more, but what i'm saying is that uh I th- much I more feel like more, i feel like they ran into space computer linen in this episode yeah i mean i'll, I'll yeah i'll give you that that's 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 canon um, I'll put a picture of Lennon on the on the probe you thing. You don't have to do that. On the me- actually, that, on that, the meme. that would actually look pretty good because he has a very spherical head. <laughs> <laughs> that'll be that'll be the meme for this episode. Um, do you want to guess uh, what we're gonna watch next week? 
what's the title it is called the royale with cheese really no (laughs) 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 no it is called the royale though so it's it's that pulp fiction bit but without the cheese (laughs) it's just (laughs) just just 45 minutes of different characters on the holodeck in a convertible doing that acting out that scene from pulp fiction yeah Yeah. yep that's it you got it i really hope it is that it's a weirdly sounds fucking awesome it's a weirdly prescient episode since that episode (laughs) this episode years before pulp fiction like several years (laughs) Did Pulp Fiction come out in like 97 or something? Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Well, tune in ne- next week, listeners. Uh, when they when they do Pulp Fiction on the... Ho- oh, fuck. Pulp Fiction on the holodeck would be awesome. Oh, dude. the, uh, the uh, that That's one of the things that I would totally use the holodeck for. And this is a concept that's in the book, Ready Player One, but they dropped it out of the movie and they ended up doing something different Um with the way that they interact with movies, the whole shining sequence in the movie mm-hmm. that doesn't exist in the book. In the book, it's a sequence that takes place with war games, and um, they invent a new game that's called that's basically like just movie karaoke, sort of. Like you get oh, to. Oh yeah, we've talked about this yeah. on the show before. I think. Um, yeah. yeah, but that is a hundred percent what I would do with holidays, which is basically what you're doing with a holiday story anyway. You know, you're creating a you're creating a scenario i mean no i would i would like to see the ways i could break the scenario personally but yeah eventually you'd do that but not the... a, not eventually immediately <laughs> if i want to see the scenario as it goes i just watch fucking watch the movie i guess i mean i'm much more egocentric so i would also be doing <laughs> like i'd also be doing like the live streaming version of it like whatever twitch is for doing that thing so people would be able to watch along just watch the movie war games with me as matthew broderick just looking like you do now yeah actually that would be very funny yeah <laughs> i'm Play not saying you're bad looking i'm saying you don't look like matthew broderick <laughs> i don't look like an 18 year old matthew broderick fuck you sir <laughs> yeah owned <laughs> i can't believe friend- whereas i absolutely do <laughs> friendship over <laughs> podcast over gun noise okay but actually podcast over we should probably yeah goodbye listeners goodbye everybody we've had you only hours to convince a beloved friend that there is value in the things that you value you search through space and time to find the perfect words to convey your convictions when every word counts. Rise and proclaim your opinions to be the light of the galaxy. I have faith in fictional humanity. I have faith in hyperdrive mode. I have faith in new life and civilizations. Get up, get sexy and I have faith in fictional humanity. I have faith in hyperdrive mode. Talk that shit about Star Trek It's like you just harpooned a baby's
Star Trek sucks. Star Trek sucks. And if you prank call people at the old folks home, that's fine, but you better not tell them Star Trek sucks. Star Trek sucks. Once again, if you believe in capital punishment, you can fuck off of the next tree. Star Trek sucks. Star Trek sucks.